Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I gave you... Blue Dave, Velvet. David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Let me tell you something, man. That song is so good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's one of those songs you've heard, you know, throughout your life, but you just don't really pay attention to it. They used it in this movie so well. And so creepily, bro, that like now it gives me a chill. Like when I fucking hear it, like, you know, um, it is one of those songs. Like after you watch it for like a week straight, you're still singing it. Blue. Yeah, that and uh, a lot of blue, a lot of blue in this movie. You know, they really nail home that uh, aspect of it. Um, Full disclosure, folks, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know David Lynch's style or like what he goes for or any of that. I've I feel seen like this is your cherry, David Lynch's cherry. Yeah, like I said, I've seen Maholland Drive, but it's been quite a while. Yeah. Um and I was young when I saw it. And so you didn't really know what you were Exactly. Into. I probably didn't understand. Um there was two parts in this movie that I realized that I had seen this when I was young. Oh really? And like I don't know if I blocked it out <laughs> or like what, but like it was Dennis Hopper. Dennis yeah, yeah, Hopper, yeah. my God, dude. He's such a fucking R.I.P., bro. Such a fucking goat, man. Mm-hmm. He kills it in this movie. Uh, just six kinds of fucking crazy, but I don't want to get into all that yet. But uh, yeah, David Lynch, this was pretty much my introduction to him. And uh, I see why people love it. Like, you know, I definitely know why you love him because the visuals, you know, right. like the opening scene, just the flowers. And that old timey fire engine. And, you know, I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm watching a fucking Budweiser commercial or something, you know, like. And then the guy has a uh, heart attack. Yeah. And then it like. Very Godfatherish. And then it goes down into the grass under the belly with all these like bugs, ants mm-hmm. and shit with that very uncomfortable sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just that's what that's what I love about David Lynch is there's like there's he's saying something. It's like, what are you getting from that? I don't, not yeah. you but yeah exactly like that's what i said uh everything it felt like every shot had a purpose mm-hmm. like that's how he does his stuff yeah that's he what uh, I gathered one thing i love about him is people ask him like well what does your movie mean he's like i'm not telling you what do you tell tell me what you got from it right because he said he always sprinkles in meanings in his movies but right. he wants you to you know it's kind of something for yourself this uh, that kind of movie usually pisses me off, but I like the way that this one was set up. This one's a good one because it's a linear story. Yeah, I like, like you the, can follow the story. Mm-hmm. It has enough symbolism and weird shit in there because it doesn't derail it, right? Because a racer head, it's all that. Like, yeah, it's see, hard to follow. Yeah, I hate you shit like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a pretty simple once you break it down and you've seen it. You're like, oh, that's what it is. But as you're watching it, you're like fuck is going on right but this one's a pretty good one that's why i want to do because mulholland kind of has a linear story but it gets really weird at times and you're like what the fuck am i watching yeah so that's why i thought blue velvet would be a good fit because it's a little bit of both it's a good linear story but it's also a little bit of weird yeah i think my biggest gripe with this movie is some of the dialogue didn't didn't uh i don't know some of it just like it's it didn't age well for me as far as like the the it just felt like kind of cringy. The Laura, way they Laura it? Dern, I think she is a very good actress, but she was just getting started. She overacted like a motherfucker in this one. See the thing with David Lynch though, once you've seen a few of his movies, you realize he somehow he pulls this out of his director out of his actors. Like yeah. they deliver lines in a really weird way, but that's what he wants. Just right. very like 
empty vessels. Right. Well, it seemed like a couple times, and man, like you said, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that is what he wanted because yeah. it was very like after school special kind of delivery. Right. You it's, know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like Dennis Hopper, he's like, just go crazy. Oh, but, yeah. He literally <laughs> just said swing for the fucking fences. Right. Dennis. But everyone else, you know, you guys need to dial it in. Dude, I, they could have literally made a whole movie just on him and his gang. Mm-hmm. Like, and that would have been just as fucking crazy. I want a Frank movie. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's another reason I thought you would like this. It's a nice little... I was. I, I did think that, though. I told myself, I was like, see, I was I was going for the silent as it happened. <laughs> um, I told myself that. I was like, I, Greg knows how to keep me in it. Like, he, he knows I probably wouldn't have gave two shits, but Dennis Hopper pulled me back in. Right. Like, uh... So anyways, it uh, starts off, it's a young guy. Um, like I said, the first shot is an old man. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming has a massive heart attack or right. something or a stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, falls to the ground. Next shot is uh, this young well, man. This one's really, since we're talking about it. Um, so he did the thing, the white picket fence. It's a beautiful, you know, beautiful neighborhood. Right, but suburban then it goes, America. Yeah, suburban America. But then it goes under the grass and below all the beauty, there is this nastiness. And I think he's trying to say that this is how the world is. Like, it may look beautiful on the outside, but under everything, there's like grossness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I fuck with that. Yeah. So That's I good. just wanted to touch on that because it was very like. It is very hallmarky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was like, he's he's got to be doing this on purpose mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like even the slow-mo with it. Yeah. I think where I think David Lynch is a genius is he's very good at boiling down and getting to the root of things. He can express the thought without having to say it. Thank you. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. He's good at explaining. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing about this movie, man. Like, honestly, like money wise, like I don't feel like this is a movie like that would have cost a lot to make. I think if you have a good camera, because I'm assuming Lynch gets in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. some of those shots, like they just very personal, like either that or him and his uh, cinematographer are like at the hip. Yeah. Um, I feel like David Lynch is definitely one of those people that have like full creative control. Right. Of his like, movies. like get but, off the fucking camera. I got this. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah I exactly. Mean? Like, because he's like Quentin Tarantino. He only does his own movies. The only other movie he did was Dune, but that's even still like a studio movie. But people love Dune. The new one. Yeah, oh, he did the, the old one. He did the first one. Oh yeah. People hate that one. Yeah. But he disowns that movie. He doesn't even like count it in his filmography. But yeah. all of his other movies are just so personal to him. The same with Quentin Tarantino. So it's funny because they put the new Dune under his filmography when I looked it up. Oh really? I was like, did he do this? No, I like, think nah, they. The I think one. they have to give him a credit for some reason. Probably because like it's a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah, so he gets a credit somehow. It would be funny if he got that check like. I haven't heard about Dune in forever. I throw these away usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a big number. This got to be the new one. Right. The old one, I think it said I owed money on that shit. Because I think it's like one of the, it's still like one of the biggest like uh, financial like fucking. Yeah, it, it was a big. Uh, I watched it. I don't hate it as much as everyone, but I understand. There's a small, like, you know how it is with Guyver. Like, there's a group of people out there that love. Oh, yeah, there's the some people that Dune fucking love. Like, yeah, there's some people that, like, fuck the new one. I love the original. And they're like, you talk about how great Star Wars is. The whole fucking story of Star Wars is taken from fucking Dune. Yes. Like, these guys will die on that hill, man. Like, they, they're serious about that shit. Yes, 100%. Yeah. But, um,. But anyways, uh, the young guy, the son, he comes back. His name is um, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he's played by uh, he he always plays an evil motherfucker now, like as an older guy. Oh, really, dude? He like the like the instantly the thing I remembered him from was uh, the Flintstones with John Goodman. Oh God, I don't even remember that movie. I love the Flintstones. I mean, dude. I loved it, with but Rick I haven't Moranis, seen it in so long. Oh yeah, I mean it's cheese, straight cheese. Right? But yeah, he plays the executive that makes uh, Fred like his patsy. I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember. Yeah, I just remember the live action Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, he always plays like a dad or like a guy that gets fucking caught doing something he's not supposed to be doing. Like he just has that look like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like a rich asshole. Right. And like that's what I think how he gets cast as now is like either a rich asshole or somebody's dad. Well, it's kind of like the guy that played the Riddler. He's getting ca- typecasted as those now. Oh, the yeah. creepy guy. Well, dude, he was great in Prisoners, man. Yeah, he was he was. He's a good actor. He is. In general, like um he was so good at acting. Like, I mean, I know the movie Twelve Years a Slave is a is a is it's a it's a great movie, but I get why it if it makes people upset. You know what I mean? It's very graphic subject matter, and it takes them back to a time in this country where it was really shitty. And but he plays a fucking racist slaver so good that you fucking hate him for the twenty minutes he's on screen for that movie. I haven't watched it. Oh, dude, it's a fucking great movie, man. It's so sad though, dude. Like that's you just... why I can't watch those movies because you talk about those movies, <sighs> like movies I like that, but yeah. these are fake. But then you have Twelve Years a Slave, which are based on real events. It's like I... Schindler's List, bro. Like right. you're just so fucking sad. Like it's so beautiful. It's such a great movie, but you're just like, God, I can't watch this again. Like, exactly. So it's... that's why I've kind of like pushed it off haven't watched it yet yeah it's definitely one of those ones you watch it you gotta watch it once but uh don't do it more than that because <laughs> it'll hurt i mean you. unless you like to live there i don't know why you would <laughs> it's just a shitty reminder of how terrible people can be yep um okay Isabella rosalini she's so hot in this movie dude yeah my god she like i was uncomfortably like how fucking turned on I was by this woman. But <laughs> Kyle McLehan. And uh he plays Jeffrey Beaumont, which is a great name, by the way. Right. Like uh it's a very T V name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mr. Beaumont. Uh so anyways, he comes back to check on his dad and everything. Uh, guess what? He fell. Like, he broke some shit on the way down because his dad's in, like, traction. Right, right. <laughs> like, He's got, got a full sternum a, cast. Actually, like, off screen, he got hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying I've had a heart attack. I'm not trying to make light of a situation. But, like, how the fuck is he have that much equipment? Like, is this in the 30s? Like, right. <laughs> they were trying to figure out what was wrong with him. <laughs> Just start putting. Just couple. put casts on him until we figure out what's broke. Right, right. Where's the pain? It's in my chest. <laughs> Get him a chest cast now. <laughs> uh, Laura Dern, Dennis Hopper, uh, Isabella Rossellini, um, Dean Stockwell, who just plays a creepy some bitch mm-hmm. in anything. Um, Angelo Badalamenti, I don't really know him. And Brad Dorif. He's a he's a guy he's like a big eighties guy. Oh, just yeah? pops up in eighties movies. Um Who is he? He played uh Raymond. Oh, okay. Get the fucking beer, Raymond. So <laughs> one thing that pisses me off is fucking warm beer, man. God, that line is in a song, a metal song. They play it right before they get into the song, and I think about it all the time. Let's fuck. I'll fuck anything that moves. 
fucking Dennis Hopper, man. Like a fucking legend. I'm dude. glad you got something out of it, though. Dude, I, 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 I if all I would have enjoyed in this movie was Dennis Hopper, that would have been enough for me. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like he's just like, you know, it's like Easy Rider. Like he's just so fucking crazy. It's great, man. Like mm. I love that shit. Like nobody plays crazy better than Dennis. Yeah, because I'm never sure how you're gonna react to these movies. So I kind of like. Oh, don't get me wrong. There was there was parts where I was just like, all right, we could cut that. We could sped that up. Like, <laughs> like my whole thing is like now, like I don't know what it is, dude. But I even do it when I go see movies in the theater now. Like, I, I I'm at the point now where like we've critiqued and like watched and. Uh, reviewed so many movies that like I, I pay attention to shit like pacing now like, yeah, I didn't yeah. used to give a fuck about pacing you know what I mean <laughs> but now even in superhero movies I'm like alright bro we get it dude he fucked you up let's go let's go let's hit the montage the training we're building the suit let's go back and get him you know what I right, mean right, like let's right. get to the good shit like so I mean there were parts of this movie where I was just mm-hmm. like alright man we'll, we'll move it on a little yeah. bit you know I don't mind those parts well he's walking back from the hospital and for some reason he finds this little shed where he decide to throw rocks yeah at first i thought he was trying to hit the trash barrel mm-hmm. like the barrel but then on the way he's like you can tell he's trying to hit that bottle yeah and, was it uh, heineken yeah okay and uh he finds an ear which this is my whole thing um as a kid growing up if i had found a human body part right i ain't touching it yeah because that, that, that is now one you, thing. Now you're now you're now you're a suspect because your yeah, DNA yeah, yeah. is Could on the fucking body part, bro. Could you imagine walking into the police station and be like, "Hey, I found this. I found a fucking ear." Yeah. Like, Did yeah. you find it off the person? <laughs> Did you take it from the person? No, no. I just found it, and you p- picked it up and brought it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's evidence. You should have left it. Left right. it where it is. You call. And I get this is before the years of cell phones and shit. And, I uh, guess, but definitely it was a weird moment. Yeah, because like, I don't know, like uh, growing up, like my first instinct would have been, oh, I got to pick this shit up. <laughs> you know, I probably would have went home freaking out, like screaming and crying the whole way. And then told my mother, I'm going to put it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, I probably should have told somebody. Yeah. Like, and then your mother calls the cops. Right. And then you go back and you show the nice police officer where you found the ear. Yeah, that's how it should have went down. But and, he, and then you get the fucking caution tape everywhere, which was great. I love the little autopsy scene. And he's like, looks like the ear was cut off with a pair of scissors and then snap. They cut the do not cross <laughs> the the caution tape with yeah, the scissors. Oh, nice I, thought that was, I thought that was good at it. Oh, yeah. right, that's good shit. Um, but yeah, so he finds the ear and he takes it back and... Another thing that bothered me, dude, he keeps calling him Detective Williams. Like, why can't you just call him Mr. Williams? Like, I get it at the police station, at the crime scene, he's Detective Williams. Mm -hmm. But when he's your neighbor, he could just be Mr. Williams. Oh, you you have to drop the detective? I mean, I don't understand. You don't drop the doctor. He's not a fucking president. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, even if I was if even if I was that close with my doctor, mm-hmm. your doctor so and so at at the doctor's office. But if I see you at Walmart, <laughs> you're just will. If I no, I'm just saying if you're Mr. Thompson or whatever, I'm like, hey, Mr. Thompson, how you doing? Or I might say, hey, doc, you know, yeah, I might yeah, do yeah. that. Like, but he's not gonna like detective keep... just doesn't get the same respect. Well, I mean, unless you're Ra's al Ghul, bro, <laughs> like it comes off as like, why are you keep calling me detective, bro? Like, are you Batman? Like, why the fuck are you calling me that? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. It just kind of like, it was just something stupid, but it bothered me. He's like, keep calling this dude, Detective so, Williams. Uh, do a m- shot. This morning I, uh, I went to the store and they had a Burger King connected to it. So I'm like, I'm gonna grab me some breakfast. Yeah. So order me some breakfast, waiting for my order to get ready. Order gets ready. And the lady's like, Sir Gregory. And I was like, 
That's got I a nice. Some, I need some more of that in my that's life. A, that's a good. That's got like a nice ring to it. I, get I know. That. I like yeah. that. I was like, I like that. It was a little Spanish lady. Doesn't speak a whole lot of. Wow. English, but I was like, I like that. She might have said "Señor Gregory." Señor. Señor Gregory. Maybe it was something. Like, it was something nice. Something that had a nice ring to it. Yeah, that's a cool. If I was like royal, yeah. Sir Par, yeah. that'd be dope. <laughs> the Duke of Paw. So I, it's so awkward. I do love David Lynch, but sometimes his dialogue from his actors gets really weird. And the sheriff is one that bothers me. In this, it, the sheriff. Oh, you mean the detective? detective. Oh, I was mean, just about to bring that up, bro. He yeah. is by far the worst fucking actor in this movie. Dude. Yeah, but I think it's like, I think that's what David Lynch wants, though, is like, I have to keep telling myself this is how he wants him to act. It's I just, just felt really like it was weird. like so 80s, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I felt like I was watching an old fucking cop show on tv which like you said maybe that's what he wanted from the yeah. guy he ended up saving his ass so mm-hmm. like you know i get that uh but yeah that's it, it is tough to watch him and 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 it's it's like it's almost like the detectives acting is so bad it's making kyle's worse because right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good through the movie you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's a good part of the movie and but like when him and the detective have to do dialogue they I'm all get like, a little bit a little ooh, worse <laughs> and it is as the movie goes on you know obviously the stakes are being raised and the, the acting is not getting any better <laughs> between the two of them so it kind of throws me off a little bit like yeah that is the one thing is whenever the detective is on screen i'm like oh here we go it was some fun. awkward lines. Oh my god, it's so good. And then, like I said, Laura Dern just being so young and like still finding herself as an actress. Like I said, like I don't know if he told her just swing for the fences, go hard as you can. There's a couple lines. of times that I was like, I think he told you to just go for it. The and ending, you went for it. Oh my god, the ending. Yes. Oh my god, on the phone, I about died, dude. I should have. Rec- I was gonna make a TikTok out of it. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Well, I was more so thinking about when Jeffrey and the lady are like oh, yeah, hugging yeah, and she's just like Laura Dern just overly does. It. I love how the mom waits a good two minutes before she's like, I'll get a coat for her. Like now it's awkward. Like he's been standing there just holding this woman in your living room ass naked. Yeah. You have to just you have to suspend your belief a little bit with David Lynch movies. You kind of have to let him tell the story. No, I mean, because it, like it all worked out. You no, know? I'm just saying, like, because there are times when I'm like, you I should probably get this lady dressed a little sooner before we're having this conversation or right. have a little bit more reaction. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I felt like the girls was on point, but yeah. I felt like the mother should have like a way bigger. Like, that's what I'm saying. She's like a little a, bit too, you know, like a taken a back little shocked. by it. Or have the, which by the way, Happy Gilmore's grandma's in this. Yeah. Shout out. And she like, has this woman, was that woman old her whole life? Like this movie was made in 88. I looked it up. Bro. Mm-hmm. And then I looked her up in Happy Gilmore, which was made in 96. So she looks the exact fucking same. Yeah. Like, I think you reach a certain age where you just look like that for 50 years. Was she born 65? <laughs> like, that's what I'm wondering, because like I got to look this woman's name up and see if I can find something where she's young in it. Right. Just for myself, mm-hmm. for my own eyes at this point. Uh, the grandma, she was great. Like the little scenes with the mom and the grandma kind of was cool. Kind of like didn't really fit, but I liked it for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he comes in and he gets his ass beat and all that shit, like that's good. Sometimes it's good to talk about problems. <laughs> grandma, I just got my ass beat. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's gold like i don't know anyways i'm jumping around yeah. uh 
Finds the ear, goes, talks to the detective. Laura Dern is his daughter, and she's still in high school. And he's been at college, but he came back to help take care of his dad and run the hardware store. Right. Because they got a hardware store. And the tape in the town is Lumberton, which <laughs> I think is hilarious. Like, Lumberton, USA. And when you hear the tree fall, that's when you know it's time to start the day. And I was just I love like, the, uh, that's a little good pun. W-O-O-D. W-Wood. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking great, dude. Um, but he I does do, a good job of setting up a little world yeah, yeah, yeah. for this movie. Little, uh, little community, little right. neighborhood. Nice little neighborhood. And it makes you wonder, like you did, like back then, it makes you think, like probably that's what they did a lot, just to pick a small town in middle America or wherever mm-hmm. and just film a movie there. Well, it does feel like very 50s-ish. Right. And then, you know, the town gets a little publicity and mm-hmm. they get to meet the stars and all that. So, like, I would imagine back in the day, like making movies was a lot better. Or a lot cooler experience than it is now. Probably. Because yeah. now it's all shot on fucking green screens and on sets and shit like that. Like, I don't know, man. I just think like on set shit would be a lot cooler. Yeah, I think they do need to do on set on uh, location. Like, shooting. that's a, a lot of the reason why I do love. Uh, right, right, right. Because they literally transformed Hollywood Boulevard back to like 1968. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fucking cool as shit to see. Yeah, that. we need more of that. But that's the thing is it costs money. Oh, yeah. Nobody for wants sure. to put up that much money yeah. to do that. It's got to be. Unless you have a name like Quentin say, Tarantino, the biggest name in Hollywood. So, I was going to say, you got to have a studio behind it, somebody mm-hmm. that'll write that check. And, right. and know they're going to get that money back. But like you said, back in the day, because David Lynch hadn't has not done a lot before this. He did Eraserhead. Right. Then he got picked up for Dune, which wasn't a success. And then he decided to do this movie. So it's not like he had a huge track record. So I would imagine out of the three, this was probably his biggest one. This is his point or at that point. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is even still one of his most renowned. This Mulholland Drive and like Eraserhead are his top th- like movies that well, people always reference. Well, crazy because I told because I had to watch this movie and I wanted to watch it after I got home from the game last night, but mm-hmm. I was just wore out. Like I didn't want to do it. I had to walk up all them stairs and shit. I'm out of shape. You know how it is, dude. Um, so I said that's why I wanted to meet later today so I could get up and watch it this morning before right. I came over. So we're on the way to the game, and I asked my dad. I was like, "You ever heard a movie called Blue Velvet?" I said, "It's like a David Lynch movie. You know who he is?" He's like, "Yeah, I've heard of David Lynch," and. uh I said, have you seen that movie? He's like, yeah, I saw that movie. Like, I feel like I saw it when it came out. Like, he's like, it's a long time ago. He's like, it's a weird movie. Deep movie. <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, it's a deep movie. Yeah. I said, is it bad? He was like, I don't remember it being bad. I just remember it being different. Because like, <laughs> my dad's like me. He likes action shit and like westerns. And like, he he pretty much raised me on those kind of movies. Like, right. He loved a badass. All like most boomer dads, we got raised on. Oh yeah, dude, Rambo's and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he loved a badass, the lone badass man. Mm-hmm. That was his shit, and like everybody's dad nowadays. But mm-hmm. so it, it it gave me a little bit good, better feeling going into it. And then, like I said, some of the scenes I just remember seeing as a kid and being like, "This, I have no idea what's going on." I remember my dad saying, "Like, get out of here! You don't need to see this shit." Like, you know, because. <laughs> I remember old girl getting naked. That's why I was like, I think I've seen this sometime. Like I remember, I remember something. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> when you're a little kid, you remember you log every titty you've seen into your mind. Like, right. Never forget a titty. Never, dude. And uh, and then I remember Dennis Hopper just being crazy as shit. And right. the only thing I had seen Dennis Hopper in as a kid was Waterworld. <laughs> so I was being like, crazy. That's the Waterworld, man. <laughs> He's like, that's fuck. <laughs> 
So that's the like, the biggest thing I remembered about it. But anyways, so. Uh, so after talking to the detective, he goes to his house to ask him about it. He's like, we can't, I can't tell you anything about this. Yeah. And I need you to not ask me anything about it either. Right. It's like, okay, well, he walks outside and that's when. And then, that's a great shot of her when she comes the out music? The sh- and she comes out of the shadows. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. I actually really love the music in this movie. It's I was really, about to really say, really I was well. like, I know Greg loves this soundtrack because there yeah. are a couple of really good songs. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts breaking it down and she's like, oh, my bedroom's above his office. Some old Nancy Drew shit. And I hear some details in this apartment building around like a couple blocks away. There's this woman that's being investigated. She tells him the apartment. Well, he's like, I want to get into her apartment and figure out like he all of a sudden turns into Sherlock homeboy. Well, he did say like because he was asking about the detective things. He's like, so you're really curious about this kind of stuff, huh? He's like, yes, sir. He's like, I was just like you at your age. So guess that's what got me in this business. Right. So now he wants to be a detective. Right. Well, Laura Dern's got a boyfriend. So like. I don't know. I thought that was really weird. Like, why couldn't she just say like, hey, Mike, this is a old friend from the neighborhood mm-hmm. and he's back in town taking care of his dad. Guys are weird. I get that. And maybe it's because he was in high school or whatever. Well, he was a jock, you know, yeah. doesn't want her talking. Well, that's to you want to talk about stereotyping, bro, because <laughs> the motherfucker played sports. He ate, he ate smart enough to comprehend like you have a friend. No, especially like, in the 50s. Like, no. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think this movie takes place in the 50s. I it think just feels like that. I'd say it's like, yo, I love his Pontiac, man. Oh, it's so nice. I love that fucking Pontiac, yeah. dude. I think it's a Tempest. Mm-hmm. So good, dude. Right. Oh, and Dennis Hopper's fucking Charger, bro. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fucking, the fucking, the frog eyes, mm-hmm. dude. Oh, man. I was just like, this is cool shit. He drives it like fucking Dennis Hopper would drive a car, bro. Just drives the fucking wheels off. I'm going to go on a Dennis Hopper like binge now. I can already feel it. I'm going to go watch Speed. <laughs> I was going to say, what's on the list? Got to watch Speed, bro. Waterworld. I really want to watch Easy Rider. I have not seen Easy Rider in forever. I just watched Waterworld not too long ago. Yeah, I want to so watch good. that. I got the extended edition too. Oh, so good. I even like him in Knockaround, guys. He's only in it for 10 minutes. He plays the guy's dad. I love it. You got his sandwiches. What more can you do? <laughs> but, um, yeah, anything Dennis Hopper's in is gold. Man. It is, yeah. Oh, fucking true romance, bro. Oh, true. I didn't even think Just about that. Just for that dialogue. Just for that. I'm going to probably turn it off after it, honestly. Because <laughs> yeah. the second half of that movie, I don't care as much about. But other than James Gandolfini scene, after that movie is... Uh, it's you don't not like the end shootout? It's okay. I mean, as far as shootouts go, it's nothing special. Yeah, I guess you're not wrong. The coolest part is just when fucking um, uh, Chris Penn shoots the fucking guy from, uh, uh, what was that show on Disney forever? Raising Charlie or Checking Charlie or <laughs> I whatever. Know what you're talking about. He played the dad on there, but oh, yeah. he plays one of the fucking goons. <laughs> And uh, for the movie producer mm-hmm. in True Romance, he's right. like, one thing I forgot to tell you, I fucking hate cops. He's that guy. And it's fucking, it is hilarious because he played like a fucking dad, a Disney dad for 10 years on TV. It's hilarious to see him go from that to that. Right. Dude, he plays the guy in American Pie or American Wedding that has the dance battle with Stifler. Oh, really? It's the same dude, bro. <laughs> it is hilarious, man. Like, where did you find this fucking dude, bro? I don't know where I went with that. I don't know. But uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Lost your train of thought. We just went on a date. Um, I know. I was talking about Dennis Hopper 
And then I brought up something else, and I don't know. But that guy was great in whatever I was talking about. So he, you're gonna tells, have to rewind that footage right, right, right. for yourself. <laughs> so she tells him about the the lady. So they go over to her apartment. Yeah, and he wants to investigate. Right, and um, she wants no part of it. But then she like she's like, okay, I'm gonna help you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, easily convinced. He gets the. Um, Oh, he gets the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, old pair of overalls because his dad has a hardware store and then he has a bug sprayer. And he's like, I'm going to pretend that I'm a, a, a exterminator and I just need you to knock on the door and pretend you're a Jehovah Witness. He's like, okay. So he goes up there, he's spraying, and then he gets to knock on the door. And he thinks it's the girl. Yeah. But it turns out it's a man in a super cool looking uh, yellow suit. And he just kind of looks at him and goes back out. Or he takes her out in the hallway and says some shit, and he's listening. Goes back out. He finds two spare keys, or he finds a set of keys, and he takes them. Laura Dern never shows up, and he's like, what happened? She's like, I saw somebody my dad works with. Like, I couldn't go up there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it. She's like, I feel bad. I let you down. And he takes her out, and then, like, that's when he tells her that, like, he wants to, like, figure out the mystery. Right. And it's pretty cool, man. That's what probably like what I liked the most about this movie was the mystery aspect. And it's a little noir. It. It's yeah. got yeah, Zach, just like I like how you said that, a little noir. Like it's like he's got two love interests, you know, because the scene where he hides in the closet, man, mm-hmm. is by far one of the most like tense, uncomfortable scenes. Like, cause this woman is breaking down so many different emotions. It's erotic, it's sad, it's mad, it's so it's crazy. It's probably the best scene of the movie. No, uh-huh. I agree. Honest. Yeah. Um, and then Dennis Hopper comes in and just fucking throws gasoline on the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I'm for real. And it's his entry into the movie. Yeah. Right. Break it down for you. He's hiding in the closet, creeper status, because Lord Dern honked. And then this guy decides he has to take a piss right now. Right, bro. right, right. I was gonna bring I that up. I hate that. Like, dude, this guy has the loudest piss in history. Like, did they put the microphone in the toilet? I've never taken a piss. It was like he pissed on aluminum foil. Maybe like, he just had a huge dick with a huge <laughs> urethra and, you know... There's just, like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, that's just the loudest piss known to man. And then I guess the flush was like the sound of a jet engine taking off. Because he doesn't hear any of those fucking honks. And then Laura Dern hits him with the, I hope you're okay, Jeffrey. Because I'm leaving. <laughs> she fucking rides out in his Pontiac, man. <sighs> Worst partner ever. Yeah, dude. She was really not great back. Well, she came through finally. Yeah. I will say that. I ain't going to spoil it yet. But um, anyways, so he has to hide in the closet. She comes in. She's uh, she's all, you know, worn out. You know, she's had a long night of singing and, you know, probably being abused. She gets undressed. He's like, you know, because like we're all would be like that, you know, mm-hmm. this is getting fucking real real quick. You know, there's about three felonies. I'm breaking it right now. And it seems like a kind of town that's a small town. So like everybody knows everybody. So like you would embarrass the shit out of your family if you got caught doing something like that. Yeah, because everyone's going to know. Oh, yeah, for real. You're going to have to move back then. People <laughs> yeah, yeah, moved, yeah, exactly. You know? Uh or disowned you, one or the other. Anyway, so she goes back to the back. She's got a wig on, you know, which I liked her with the curly hair. And they don't really show her without it, though, after mm-hmm. that. Um, she gets a phone call, and she's like, Frank, just let me talk to my son. Let me talk to my son. 
He finally, you know, it's a, she pulls something out from under the couch and then she just puts it back. She slides it back and just starts boohooing. And it's so powerful because, like, you just feel her pain in that moment. And then he fucking keeps making noise, bro. Like, what the fuck? Keeps making noise in the closet. It's first day on the job. And old girl goes and gets a fucking knife. And she's slick because obviously she's crazy as shit. She's been through this hell. So she knows what time it is. She knows somebody's watching her. And uh, pulls a knife on his ass. And you're like, oh, you're fucked now, dude. Right. And then that's when shit gets weird. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, is it wrong that I'm fucking turned on right now? Because, like, she makes him strip, dude. And then she starts fucking kissing him, but she's still got the knife on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at me. So it's scary, but it's like fucking hot too. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think it's like a, a subconscious dangerous thing that we always want. Yeah. Like we want somebody to just we want that danger, son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's into it, obviously. And then she's like, take me and, and this, and that. And then she starts crying and then she breaks down on him. And he's like, I just want to help you and this and that. And, She's like so fucked up in the head. She just kind of tells him to leave. And uh, he goes back the next day. He, no, that's when she tells him to oh, go back. That's in right. The that's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause Frank comes. Yeah. Right. Frank pulls the lid off the shit. Dude, yeah. he's huffing nitrous. <laughs> like he is fucking wild, dude. That's why I said, man, they should, they fucking dropped the ball. David Lynch should have made a Frank movie, man. I'm telling you, this is his movie. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not the main character. He loses. I want to see him win. Like, <laughs> uh, fucking Goodfellas in me, bro. I want to watch Jimmy win. Like, so yeah, he comes in the uh, in the apartment and makes her open her coat yeah. up while he huffs nitrous and gets off on looking. Gets, at- he's got a piece of like it's a piece of blue velvet, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's off a coat or a dress or whatever, but that's like his whole shtick. He's like infatuated. Every time he hears blue in a song, it like fucking drives him crazy. And like, he's just a fucking maniac. And I love him in this movie. Like it's fucking Dennis Hopper just going straight uh, barbaric, honestly. Mm -hmm. No rules. Like he's like, he played the Joker better than Jared Leto did. And he wasn't even the Joker. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like he just played somebody that was ready to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just fucking lived life. He didn't give a fuck. He was a drug dealer. He was a fucking pimp. (laughs) Fucking. Well, I think he's obsessed with her character. Yeah, that too. Yeah. He's just No, I think he's fucked in the head from other shit. And something about her reminds him of that. Because that part where they're watching her sing, mm-hmm. he's out there in fucking tears. Yeah, 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 Like, he's so moved by the song. Right. He's got his fucking eyes closed, and he's just rubbing the fucking shit out of that velvet. And it's like something about the song, something about her reminds him of whatever fucking love or pain he's got in him. Or just maybe his life's so fucked up, this is the one thing that's beautiful in his life, is her, her singing. And he just doesn't want to let that go. Yeah, and he doesn't know how to be a fucking human being, so that's why he kidnapped her husband and her kid right. and all that shit. And he's like, fucking, he's a, he's a freak show, dude, like, like I you said. S- you said barbarian, that's a good one, because it's like, I can't have you, so I'm just gonna take you. Yeah, like, honestly, he's like, he's a... I don't know. He's just a fucking maniac in this movie, and I love it. Like I could watch it all day. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of dry humps her for a second, huffs some more nitrous, beats her ass. It's very powerful. Like I said, very crazy scene. Mm-hmm. Like then he's like, "Where's my fucking whiskey?" Like he's just like all over the fucking room. Like 
I don't know, man. Like David, like I got a whole new appreciation for him as an actor just because like he's so good, you know? Um, so he flies off and leaves her there on the floor and he says, uh, do, do it for Picasso, baby. Keep on living. And I'm thinking it's because Picasso killed himself. Mm-hmm. And, but it's also a key because he cut his ear off. Picasso cut his ear off. Right. So you don't learn that till later on, but you, it cuts back to, um, Jeremy in the closet or Jeffrey in the closet. And he's got that look. Cause it's like, Oh, ear, yeah. you know, yep. There's a connection. He leaves and then he goes to comfort her and uh, she's so broken, man. Like, it's so fucked up. And she's like, hit me. Like, you want to help me? Hit me. And he's like, I don't want to fucking hurt you. I want to help you. And she's like, that's how you can help me. Because, like, that's all I know is fucking pain. It's super sad, dude. And then, like, the fact, like, the kid being kidnapped. I hated that shit. You know, I don't like that kind of shit. But you ever have a girl like that? Just hit me. Mm. I've never really like had a chick that was like hit me, but I've had a chick like like choke me type thing. Yeah, that's. I think that's that. Like you come up on the on the line, yeah. You don't cross it. Nope, nope. Because that a good time can turn into five to ten real quick, and I'm <laughs> I'm not about that at all. So yeah, we like to have fun, but we like to keep it safe. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, the next day he goes out and he tells Laura Dern all this and he's like I'm going to keep investigating and he tells her that he followed Frank to a warehouse and that he's like I call him the yellow man and you see the guy with the yellow suit that Laura Dern seen go into the building that dropped um I don't know why I can't think of her name the other lady mm-hmm. Daf- is it Daphne Daphne know, maybe I'm pretty sure it is Dorothy Dorothy oh my god I know it's a D. <laughs> Dorothy Valens. Yep. So he brought Dorothy. Well, it turns out that guy's a cop. And because Frank is friends with the cop, he's like, I'm going to do this shit in broad daylight. And I guess he has like a steel mill or something, some kind of warehouse he owns or operates really, out of. I don't think it really says. It's it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, he tells Laura Dern he's going to figure he's going to solve the case. He's going to help her. He'll, he goes back over there and hits that shit, <laughs> you know? And yeah, cause I think they're falling for each other, but she's just way too gone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and he's young and like crazy turns you on a young when you're young, man. Oh, like, definitely. You, know I mean? you like crazy when you're young. Man. <laughs> you do. You're like attracted <laughs> to that shit. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's like a moth to a flame sometimes, you know, like, wow, oh, this chick's going to ruin my life. I got to sign up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you look for red flags. You don't steer away from them. That's right. We're looking for that shit. Um, so yeah, he he is a bit. Well, as he's leaving, um, Dennis Hopper catches him, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Who is this?" And she's like, "It's a friend from the neighborhood, Frank. Oh, friend from the neighborhood, F- from the neighborhood. What's your name, friend from the neighborhood?" Jeffrey, Jeffrey, want to go for a ride? Want to go for a joy ride, Jeffrey? He's like, no, thanks. He said, what'd you say? He said, no, thanks. <laughs> he goes, no, thanks for what? He's like, I don't want to go for a joy ride. A joy ride? That's a great fucking idea. <laughs> Fairy Dennis Hopper, man. And then he's got his goons with him. Raymond, 
Oh Excuse my me. god, I just remembered. You know what else he's good in? Fucking Mario Brothers. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. Dude, he's just fucking the goat, man. Like it's Dennis Hops, man. It's the goat. He's on an episode of Entourage that's fucking fantastic. There was I was trying like I knew I saw it in my head. I'm like, what movie is that? And I kept trying to think, and finally it popped into my head. Fucking Mario Brothers. I loved him in that. <laughs> the hair though. It's awesome. So but anyway. Awesome. Going this joyride. Doing this joyride. And of course, it's like, you know, what you expect. They got her all in between him and the big goon. And he's fucking huffing nitrous and doing this and doing that. What do you want to do? Let's go to Ben's. We're going to fucking die. (laughs) The dude that plays Raven plays such a fucking creep, dude. And uh, they're all sitting back there. They get they pull up to this is where shit gets real crazy. Mm -hmm. Pull up to Ben's house. I don't know what this dude shtick is. He's out there, dude. Uh, the guy that uh, Dean Stockwell plays. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He is, I'm assuming, a drug dealer slash pimp, too. Yeah, he's a little bit of everything. It's so crazy. Such an interesting character, though, man, because you walk in, it's an old, like, house, like, nothing else, you know. He's got a whole crew of old ladies just chilling with him. Like, every single one of these women are, like, 60, like, grandma status. But I don't know if they're, like, his bodyguards or like, you know, his help or if they're the talent <laughs> And either way, it's fucking fascinating and creepy as shit. Like I said, it was pro- that that 35 minutes of the movie was the best part for me, man. Like that second to third going into the third act was mm-hmm. the best part for me because I was like fully. I was like, man, I didn't give a shit before, but like I'm in it now. What's up? <laughs> like, Let's keep going. Uh, it's just the right amount of weird. To just get me the right amount of weird to keep me going. Greg, you fucking got me on this one, bud. Uh, and he's like, you're so fucking suave, dude. Like, you're talking about Ben. Let's drink some fucking beer, Ben. You want to have a beer? He's like, so-and-so, get the glasses, would you, my dear? Like, these old ladies get up, start moving around, you know, start doing stuff. And then they start beating the shit out of old boy like you know punking him pretty much mm-hmm. and he's like you know what I'm in a good mood let, let her go see the fucking kid and uh, it's kind of sad cause like you know she's like what do you mean mommy loves you more than anything you know cause like this fucking poor kid's being held by these fucking weirdos god mm-hmm. knows what's going on in I there I know right that's what I was gonna say like I hated that part like I needed that last fucking frame before this movie went ended dude like it saved it for me <laughs> honestly I'll get to it but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he keeps looking at the room because he's, you know, he cares about this woman, you know? Right. And Dennis Hopper sees it on his face and like, don't like that shit at all. So that's when they kind of start punching him here, punching him there and shit. And then, uh, old boy, they make the toast and that's when he has the thing. I fucking hate warm beer. And, you know, just Dennis Hopper and the shit out of it. Um, they toast, and then that's what he's like, toast to Ben. And he fucking hits him, and then Ben goes over and fucking hits him. And then, like, it's just like a whole thing. It's a good scene. Uh, so, but then Ben's like, I have a present for you, Frank. And then he goes and he gives him some money. And then when he sticks the pill in his mouth, man, like. Very erotic. It's very homoerotic. It's a very, like, just, it gives you, like, an insight to how fucked up these two individuals, like, how cool they are, but, like, how fucked up they are. Yeah, yeah, they're both out of their fucking minds. I got a real, like, two villain moment. 
You know what I mean? Like a like a very like, do, do we just fucking team up right now to kill Batman? Like, that's the vibe I got off of that. It was cool. It was very Two-Faced and Red Alert. Yeah, from. dude. Uh, forever. Exactly. That's just what I was thinking. That's crazy you said that. Uh, it gives them some more drugs and um, they go back out and they snatch her away from her kid. And they're like, let's get back to this fucking joyride. And then that's where he's got that awesome line. Ah, fuck let's fuck you girls want to fuck and he's talking to these old ladies and they're just looking at him and he's like i'll fuck anything that moves and then it cuts back to them in the car and he's huffing the nitrous and they're fucking going and he's like i fucking need some i need to fuck pulls over in the middle of the road he's huffing nitrous fucking feeling this chick up like super uncomfortable dude old boy's like why don't you just leave her alone and i'm like oh you fucked up right 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 because you knew what was coming after that (laughs) I really thought he was going to kill him, you know, because Frank didn't I'm surprised give a fuck. He didn't. I think it was the fact that, like, he knew that that was just one more body they'd have to explain and that would fuck up the money. But he tortures him, puts some fucking lipstick on <laughs> fucking starts kissing him and beating the shit out of him. They put on some music and the fucking other lady another, that's with him another, gets on the top of the car. And dude, dude it's, it's really so creepy. creepy, bro. Yeah. I was just about to say, like. And they're fucking hammering him. And he's like, you think you can help this bitch? He's like, don't help her. She's not worth helping. Like, just painting it for him real mm-hmm. shitty. And then he black, black out from the beating. Wakes up. And then that's why I said he goes home and <laughs> calls Laura Dern and tells her he's going to go talk to her dad and at the police station and goes down and tells his grandma and mom, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you just had your face beat inside out. I don't want to talk about it. His grandma's like, sometimes it's good to talk about your feelings, dear. <laughs> well, I feel like shit because somebody put their whole fist in my face, grandma. Uh, so it goes to the police station and turns out fucking the detective's partner works for Frank. Mm-hmm. Crooked cop. Crooked cop. And Mike, how stupid was that guy, bro? Yeah, he was an idiot. He saw him 30 different fucking times in this movie and still looked at him like he didn't know who the fuck he was. Like, I, that got on my nerves, too. Like, I, you're the dumbest crooked cop I've ever seen. And then that was another thing. Like, all right, I know I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna fast forward because yeah. I want to get to this third act. Right. Because this is the most important part. Mm-hmm. This shit is bullshit. Pretty much tells the detective everything. And he's like, does my daughter have anything to do with this shit? He's like, no, even though she does, but she doesn't because I love your daughter. I love this crazy bitch, but I love your daughter too, pretty much. But he's not telling him all that. He's just, which I don't understand why he did that. Like, I get why he was attracted to the to the lady, uh, to Dorothy. Yeah. But Laura, I guess that was like what he wanted like for his life. But he liked the excitement of Dorothy is what I'm going with. Yeah, because like you said, when you're young, like danger. you know what you yeah. need, but you get right. like attracted to the danger. So, well, uh, he ends up telling the detective that he wants to take his daughter out on a date, mm-hmm. and as he leaves, you know, Laura's all freaked out. Like, did you tell him? And he's like, I didn't tell him anything. And then the dad comes out. And he's like, Friday it is. I'll see you then. And he leaves. And the dad's like, Is it all right? It better be all right. And I'm like. You're the concerned father, bro. Like, why are you threatening her? Like, <laughs> she should be comfortable to tell you if right, something's right, wrong. Right. Like, I don't know. He, he was terrible. That's my biggest complaint with this movie. Fuck the detective. 
Unless I get a, a phone call or an email from David Lynch himself saying, I told him that, like a robot. Yeah, yeah. Like, other than that, I'm assuming this guy don't have Well, when you watch Mulholland Drive, you, you see it a lot more yeah. because a lot of those characters are those kind of like empty vessel. Right. But um, it's just weird when it's mixed in with everyone else. Everyone has their own little dynamic. Well, because, I mean, you got Dennis Hopper going fucking ape shit over here, straight method over here. Right. And then you got um, Kyle Mahalan that's young and. You know, trying to still find his footing. Laura Dern's young, so it is. It's just a. It's just a weird component in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ruin the movie, but it's just. It's funny. just awkward. The when cheese he pops is up. so funny, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think David Lynch has a little bit of humor. It's, I would say, dry humor. Yeah, definitely. So he probably thinks it's fucking hilarious to have that actor act like that when he's surrounded by all these people. You know, they're going to hate you, but I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know what? It's my movie, so that's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, so we cut back to um, they go on a date. Um, Laura Dern and uh, Jeff. Jeffrey. And uh, they start getting chased. And you think it's Frank, but they're actually being... Ja- I could tell that it wasn't the Charger. I knew it was a Comet mm-hmm. behind him because I know the headlights. <laughs> right. I love those old cars. So I knew it wasn't Frank, but I thought maybe it was the cop, the partner, because when he goes to pick her up for the date, of course, the partner's there. Mm-hmm. Come on, John. We got to go. Good night, Andy. Let me look right at your boyfriend, who I've seen four times in this movie. I'm going to look at him like I know who he is, but I have no fucking idea. They go on the day, they, they get chased down, they think it's that, it's actually Mark, you know, the boyfriend, Laura Dern's boyfriend, and he wants to kick his ass for stealing his girl, it's very Biff Tannen, <laughs> and uh, that's when you see Dorothy butt naked, she doesn't like had cigarettes put out on her and shit, like you can just tell she's been fucked and she's tortured. been through some shit. And they done drugged her, you know, and uh, you know, of course Mark takes all the energy out of Mark. You know, gets Is that real. your mom? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fuck out of the way. Thought you were gonna fuck him up, man. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> I thought you were gonna murder him, Mark. <laughs> I don't even know why I brought you guys. <laughs> uh <coughs> so they go to the detective Detective Williams house and Detective Williams isn't there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we kind of talked about the mom being right. Should be a little bit more. Should responsive. be a little more responsive. Show the grandma passing out something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give me some some reaction. Uh, and then you have her put in the ambulance. And they take her, and that's when I'm thinking Laura Dern's going to tell this guy to get fucked. Like he ruined it, you know. But she she overacts it, and she loves him still, so it's great, you know. So then he goes to her apartment for some reason. I don't remember what that was for, like why he went over there. I don't think, I don't know. But Dorothy's husband has been murdered. Yeah, with his ear cut off, sitting there all Van Gogh style. Mm-hmm. And then you see the other guy, the yellow man, right? all beat the fuck up. Like somebody's fucked him up. He's bleeding to death, just standing there with his radio in his pocket. I think he was shot... Was it Frank that did it though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got out of it. Like, yeah. I'm assuming it's Frank. Yeah, 
Well, anyways, so based off of the information that Jeffrey gave to the detective, the detective have Frank's building surrounded. Well, mm-hmm. Frank's gang's in the building, and they have a radio because they're got a crooked cop on their side. Right. Because it's a good spot in the joyride scene where he's like, oh, there's a radio, please call. And he takes the phone like, fuck, turn that down. Like, they ain't supposed to know we got that shit. Right. You know? So, <laughs> Jeffrey goes outside after seeing all this and sees Frank dressed up as the extinguished gen- distinguished gentleman or whatever the fuck it was that he mm-hmm. called it. And he's running up and then he goes back in there and grabs the radio and he's like, Detective Williams, I need help. I'm in your apartment. He's Frank's coming. He's in disguise. <laughs> Shit, he's got a radio. And then he goes and hides <laughs> in the fucking closet. And then Frank's like, you fucking idiot. I have a fucking radio. <laughs> <laughs> takes off the disguise, takes the blue velvet out, starts huffing nitrous and goes room to room, just shooting shit up. It's fucking great. Uh, you dumb fuck. I can hear your fucking radio. Goes in the back, starts shooting that up. And then he knows he's in the closet. Well, while he's in the back, Jeffrey goes out and gets the gun off the cop who's bleeding to death, doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Frank comes back, shoots him, drops him, and then he knows he's left. There's nothing left but the closet. So You know what I like about this part is because I didn't realize this until I'm watching it this time, that the Coen brothers burn after reading. Mm-hmm. It's an homage to yeah. this scene. I didn't I like I didn't put two and two together until this time. I was like, oh, burn after reading. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't put two and two together, but now that you say it, it makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Um, and it's really cool. Like he's getting ready to shoot him. He takes a big huff, and then as he opens up the closet doors, he sees Jeffrey about to do it. But that's when Detective Williams comes in to save the day, like a big dick superstar, blows this dude's dome off. Which I really thought it was Jeffrey that shot him at first. Didn't he shoot him between the I eyes? I thought he and, did, yeah. Like, but I think it's in his mind that he says it because he looks over and Detective Williams is like checking the body like he's the one that did it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he did shoot him because the bullet looks like it's in. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Forehead. But the back of his shit is gone like when he's laying on the floor. Yeah. So it, it, it's those dumb, maybe, dumb, they, maybe it, they both shot him. It's those dumb, dumb bullets from uh, in Bruges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so maybe they both got him. Maybe, yeah. Anyways, you know, Detective Williams, it's over, Jeffrey. And him and Laura Dern start making out in the crime scene in front of her dad, which is kind of funny, awkward. But then they're just living suburban life. It's crazy. The the mystery gets solved, and all of a sudden his dad's out of the hospital, back on two feet like nothing ever happened. Chest, yeah, yeah, yeah. chest cast, gone. Heart attack's good. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're just having a nice little suburban afternoon, you know, eating the food and they're eating lunch together. And you get another, you get another of the, uh, the slow-mo of the flowers and the, and the fire hydrant and the waving. And then I needed to know because like, that's the only thing they didn't say. What happened to that poor woman's kid? You know, we know the husband got killed. Like what happened to her and what happened to this fucking kid? I needed to know. Yeah. And the last shot you get is him running to her in a park. And her just holding him, and then you hear the blue velvet in the background, and it's like not—it's not creepy. It actually makes you feel good again, like hearing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like that was intentional. 
you know, like he did that, like, cause he kind of like, I don't know if he distorted it or what, but like the scenes that it, you're, it's playing when she's on stage and when they're in her apartment and stuff, it's almost hauntingly the way it's being played. You know? Right. Yeah. And like at the end and at the beginning, it's played like it, like the normal track, like how you're supposed to hear it. Yeah. Uh, it's just how I took it. No, I'm anyways. sure he does something. He he loves playing with people subconscious, kind of like Stanley Kubrick. And maybe so. he didn't do anything. Maybe that's just how my mind took it. Maybe. You know what I mean? But that, like I said, that's how it ends. And I needed that, man. And like I said, it wrapped it up. It was very, like you said, it was visually great to look at. It, it was probably one of the most artsy movies that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know what, Greg? I'm not going to shit on this movie. I'm going to tell you what I liked about it. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what I thought was silly, but I'll tell you what I liked about it. That's surprising. And uh I'm giving it a seven two. Nice. So I give it a uh I would watch it again. That's, would you? Yeah, I would. I wow. would watch it again. That's surprising. So we're doing a racer head next, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you this, really want to see how far I've progressed, you know, I guess. But this is a very I this is a good introduction into David Lynch. I feel like if you're wanting to get into David Lynch movies, this is like start off with this and then kind of like dive deep. It makes me want to watch the old Dune and then go see the new one because everybody loves the new one. Mm-hmm. And I want to know that if it's just that much better or if it was just the old one was bad because maybe it was ahead of its time or maybe it just wasn't perceived as good back then, you know. All I've heard is it's long and it's boring as fuck. There's not a lot of action. Like, it's not. I enjoy the first half of it, but the second half kind of like gets falls apart for me. Really? But yeah, the first half is pretty good. I like I like David Lynch's like touches on it because he definitely has his fingerprints all over that movie. But but yeah, I gave it a solid seven two man. Nice. And uh, if you're into movies like that where you like a mystery and you you like a little bit of a. Something not nor- not not the normal mystery, because this has a lot of uh, just a lot of artistic touch to mm-hmm. it, man. Honestly, yeah. But it didn't overdo it, because I feel like sometimes it ruins it. Like, yeah, I, could, I don't like, feel like you overdid it with this. Mulholland Drive is definitely like overdone, but I I personally enjoy it because it's like a mystery within itself, right? It's and like, like, what do these little things mean? Like I said, my biggest gripe was the detective, his acting, and like I said, I just. It just lingered a little too in a couple scenes. Yeah. They could have shaved it down to 145. It would have been perfect for me. <laughs> Hour 45, this movie's perfect, not a wasted drop. Right. But uh, that's that's a nitpick, you know? But yeah, man, I, I was pretty excited about showing it to you. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty surprised at your reaction to this movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It makes me feel comfortable giving you movies like this now. Well, I, that's the thing, bro. Like, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, like, I like the fact I used to not like the fact that you didn't like the same movies as me all mm-hmm. all the time, but it does make for a better podcast, bro. Like nobody wants to sit here and listen to us fucking jerk off about a movie every week. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I get that, you know, and at the same time, like, I know I'm not going to like all of them. Mm-hmm. I know that. You know what I mean? But right. like, I still enjoy the, the attempt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... And I think it's it's made for a lot of better episodes, bro. Oh, like, I think so too. You know, so no, I don't ever want it you to feel me... like you can't give me a movie. You know what I mean? Like, but shit was stalker. Like that's yeah, like yeah, my yeah. horror example, bro. But that was just strictly because it was so long and just so boring, right? But I mean, you know, other than that, like no movie you've given me, I've just hated so bad that I was like, I'll never watch this again. Nothing. 
Nothing. I, I, I mean, I hated that movie a lot when I first saw it, but like, I mean, it wasn't so bad. Like thinking back on it, like it wasn't so bad that I couldn't watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it wasn't great. After rewatching means. it, I realized I didn't like it as much as I originally thought I did. It's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. It felt like they missed a lot of attempts at humor in that movie. Mm. And then what they thought was hilarious just didn't hit for me. Like right, the right. whole heads thing. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't find it that funny. And they thought it was fucking great, obviously, because they wrapped their whole thing around the end of it. I'm just like, all right, bro. Cool. But, so uh, yeah. that being said, what are you planning on giving me next? I, uh, I, I, I really didn't know where to go with it. Honestly, man. Um, as far as like mystery wise, but then I, th- I thought about this movie and I really remember how much I like it. I don't want to do LA confidential. LA confidential. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Kurt Russell, your boy Guy Pierce. It's a fuck or not Kurt Russell. Sorry. Russell Crowe, <laughs> your boy, Russell, or my boy, Russell Crowe, your boy, Guy Pierce, who you love. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking badass cop movie. And it's got everything you like. It's a mystery. It's dirty cops. It's drug dealers. It's got the mob. It's it's awesome, dude. It's a great movie. I think Tony Scott directed it. I could be wrong. I think it's on my like. Or it might be Ridley. It might be Ridley Scott that did it. One of them. One of them. But uh, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. And I definitely want to do it. And I wasn't going to pick it. I, I had every intention of coming over here and doing Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. I don't know why. I've just been wanting to watch it lately and I want to laugh. But it is six dollars on Amazon. <laughs> what to LA, buy? LA Confidential. Is it on streaming nowhere? I mean, probably. I was just looking it up to see. But yeah, six bucks. That's pretty funny. Probably a Blu-ray? Yeah. Man, I'm bad. I get it for a buck. <laughs> I'm gonna start buying you Blu-rays, just random ass Blu-rays. You should. Things that you'll uh you think I would like. Dude, I watched the first episode of Moon Knight. It was fucking good. It was good. Uh, I like Oscar Isaac. I think he's a good actor. I have like literally no interest in watching that at all. I saw Morbius too. I took B Man to see it. I was wanting to watch it. I am not hearing the greatest things about it. I've told I'll tell you just like I told everybody else. There's my more mini Morbius review. It's a five all the way. Yeah, that's what I basically hear. Uh, it's take it or leave it. It's not the worst comic book movie I've ever seen, but it does nothing as far as groundbreaking. For me, as a comic book fan, it was cool to see a character I've read since I was a kid. It's it's always great to see him in a live action version. I don't think Jared Leto did a bad job, but I don't think he fucking he didn't do anything groundbreaking as far as acting or you know what I mean? Like, you know, what's weird about him is I feel like he has the potential to be like a great actor, but just can't like break that threshold. See, I feel like it's the other. I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like he's a not a bad actor, but I feel like people act like he's one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah. And if you look at it, he's got the Oscars. He's got the movies like he's been in a shit ton of fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. Like out of all those fantastic movies he's in, which one does he make fantastic? That's what I was thinking. That's what I keep saying. Like, I can't. Dallas Buyers Club. And yeah. that's the one he got the fucking Oscar for. Right. And he so was great I- in that. But. You know, I liked him in uh, I liked him in Fight Club. He's out in it a lot. You know, I like him in uh, what should we call it? Panic Room. Have you? Did you watch him in Blade Room? I have not watched Blade it Runner. yet. I have not watched it yet. But that's because I just bought the Super 
director's edition of the original Blade Runner, and I want to watch that before I watch the new one. That's one that I kind of wanted to do on the podcast was the original Blade Runner. I'm down. I'm down. I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. I love Harrison Ford. I'll watch anything I just Harrison watched Ford. it recently. I watch it every, like... Get off my plane. Six months or so. Yeah, I'll watch anything with Harrison Ford. You know what we could do? We could do one Blade Runner, the original, and then the 2049, and oh, then I'm talk down. about them. Yeah, I'm down. Dude, we that could sounds do that. like a good time. But, he, but, like you were saying, like, he's good in Blade Runner, but he doesn't, like, steal the show or anything. He's right. like, he does fine. Yeah, I don't know what what a uh, role he has or anything. Uh, I didn't hate him as the Joker. I feel like a lot of people hate him. I don't think he did a bad job. I don't job think there's the enough Joker. to judge him on. Exactly. I thought in the Snyder cut, he did a fantastic scene, man. That scene with him and Batman at the end is fucking good. It makes you like sit there and like, fuck, that would have been really good to see them in an actual movie together. Like for real, like a whole Batman versus Joker type deal. Yeah. Not just, you know, little hint here and there, a little hint here and there. Literally, we saw him on top of a fucking purple Lamborghini for five seconds in Suicide Squad. And then we got the one really good scene at the end of Justice League, which That's leads. what I'm saying. There's not enough to really judge his Joker on. Like, people can talk shit, but there's not. If they ever release the air cut and he's the main villain of that movie and, and you watch 45 minutes of him play that part and you just still don't like it, then it's fair judgment, you know? <laughs> But like I said, I didn't hate Morbius, and I feel like people are dragging it. Like, it's oh, it's the worst fucking movie ever. It's Somebody, not that bad, dude. Some, like, one of the reviewers said that this was like the comic book movie before comic book movies were popular. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's got a very Blade 2-ish feel to it. Oh, I'd be into it. That's what I was kind of hoping for. I'm like, if it's not good, can it at least be like... I thought they did a great job showing his powers. Mm-hmm. When they when he would go from normal to vampire face, that was cool. When he would do the mist thing, when he would start flying, that was cool. So what was the bad parts about it? Is it the story just kind of weak? It's not good. It's not, it's not well written. It doesn't... You could definitely tell they went back and reshot a bunch of shit to try to make it fit into the MCU. Like they didn't want it to just be its own thing because they kept hoping that they were going to get to put a Spider-Man in it at some point or a Venom or somebody. And the best they could do was bring in Michael Keaton Vulture for a fucking post credit scene that makes no sense. <laughs> like they're trying to set up the Sinister Six, but Morbius is never in the fucking Sinister Six. And he's an anti-hero. He's not a villain. So Should like, we put a spoiler warning for the post oh, credits? Yeah, you might. No, because nobody gives a fuck about this movie. I'm doing him a favor. <laughs> I'm the only person talking about this fucking movie in any kind of good way right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't think the guy that played the villain, he did a good job. Yeah, I've seen him in some stuff. He's a good actor. Um, the guy that played like the Dr. Alfred type guy, mm-hmm. he didn't do a bad job. Tyrese is useless in this movie. Like, I don't know why he's here. Like, he's just needing a paycheck, I guess. Same thing with the other. The two cops were just retardedly stupid. Yeah. They were supposed to be like the comic relief, but they weren't good. Right. Um, like I said, and then this love interest, she's not great. Like, so I should just wait for it to come on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Don't waste your money. Okay. I, I saw it for free. I got, I had movie credits. Right. So, I mean, I got, I, I signed back up for it. So I get the movie credits now. So, and then I thought about it too. Like, you know, this is one of those movies that maybe it is not for me. You know, it is a darker, like for a PG 13, it's a dead dude's eating people. Like he's vampiring people, mm-hmm. but it doesn't show the gore like blade did. Right. You know, where you're seeing necks all exposed and you know, stuff like that. So it doesn't have that gross out coolness to it. Mm hmm. I just feel like if they would have went rated R, you could at least have made some hardcore fans happy. You know what I mean? 
you would have had that going for it. Like, it's not a great movie, but fuck, there's some good kills in it. Like, right. like you can't even say that. Because, <laughs> like, he literally just goes by, gets one, gets one. Like, it's, I don't know. Mm. It's disappointing. I was looking forward to it. It's very middle of the road. Yeah. And like like I, said, I said, it's a five. Yeah, like, it's a five. And I wanted it to be better, but it isn't. But Brody loved it. You know what I'm saying? So I thought maybe 13, 14 year olds, maybe this is the audience they're going for. Speaking of segue, guess what? Me and the wife tried to watch. What? Um, High Fidelity. Oh, you didn't like it? She hated it. Really? I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. So you made me buy this because it was, you kept talking about how much you think I would like it. It was at the swap meet for like 50 cent or something like that. And it was still wrapped. I was like, I might as well buy it. Right. Um, It's, I, it's one of those movies that if you saw it in that age range, you would have that like nostalgia for it. Right. But it just doesn't hold up, I don't think. Well, I watched it when I was in probably in high school. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. I just I remember my favorite scenes of that movie are when him and Jack Black are arguing in that shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Jack Black is a shining moment yeah, in this movie. Yeah. I would say him and his, and his buddy, like, they're the best parts. And uh, Lisa Bonet's got a cool little. The fourth wall breaks is really awkward and it doesn't work. But I had to say, like, it feels like a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, it does. But it really feels like he did that movie or at least wrote it. Uh, I just I like some of the And I like the top five moments. No, and I see why you like it. It's definitely a Nick movie, but top five songs I want played at my funeral. Like, I love those little fourth wall breaks. I thought that was cool about it. Yeah. And that's what I thought maybe you'd enjoy. Well, back in like... Because you love music, you know? Back in the 90s, I think it was like a cool thing to do, but you have to think every other movie was doing that. Yeah. But, you know? So I guess it's one of those things I've seen it so much that, like, whenever they do it now, I kind of like my... Like, the only people... The person that did it lately that could get away with it is Deadpool. Yeah. Because it is a weird comedy and plays into his character. But anyway, I did hear Deadpool three is coming. It needs to. We need some need some Deadpool in our life. I'm in, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds is is a national treasure I, for I us watched, and Canada. I watched Free Guy and I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I mean it's just a fun movie, dude. It's just yeah. a fun stupid movie. Like, it is. I just have fun with it. Me and Brody went and saw it. Loved it, dude. Like we laughed the whole time. Yeah, we. I'm not gonna lie. Kendra and I kind of boycotted Ryan Reynolds. Because he's just coming out with too much stuff. Like he is. I have not these... seen the Alpha thing, the the Alpha Project. I whatever. watched it just because I liked Free Guy, and I'm like, well, maybe the Alpha Project. And it's definitely like Brody and your daughter would love those movies. Right. Like that. Uh, the what is it? The something project. The Adam Project. Adam Project. They would like it. I really do think they would like it. I thought Red Notice was overrated. I didn't watch it. If you got him in The Rock, I'm thinking this shit's gonna be hilarious. Mm-hmm. But. It, and right? that's what I'm saying. But like, people loved it. They're making a second one right now. Like <laughs> he's cranking out these movies and I'm getting Ryan Reynolds fatigue. So maybe. No, I think the problem is, is we're all love Deadpool so much that that's all we want to see him as. Mm. And that's probably well, I know for me, that's what I'm thinking, because like it, every time I see him in a movie and he's not in a Deadpool suit, I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> that is his like pinnacle. And I've probably it's probably like the last thing he wanted was to be just. Known, known as, as Deadpool. Deadpool. I mean, I think if you're going to be typecasted, that's the best typecast you could ever yeah. get. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Johnny Depp and Jack, know, Captain Jack. Captain yeah. Jack. That's definitely a character that they'll have to retire because nobody will be able to do it like him, dude. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go in a different Same with Deadpool. Who's going to be able to do another Deadpool like Ryan Reynolds? That's who I was talking about. Oh, oh, oh. Who do you think I was talking about? Jack. 
or uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh yeah, that too. Like, yeah, nobody's gonna try yeah. to do that. Just like uh, Wolverine, like they keep talking about who's gonna be the next Wolverine. Actually, there shouldn't be another Wolverine, bro. Not I, for you like can't 10 let Wolverine years. die. He's nah, one I of get the that, best but I loved X twenty three. I loved that girl in, in Logan. Mm-hmm. I want to see the future go with her, right? Because that's something different, Agreed. and it's bringing a, a, a female character into the light. You yeah, know, 100%. I like that. I would like that too. And I thought she was fantastic. And now she's at the age that if they gave her her own movie. It would be perfect chronological-wise, you know what I mean? That would be a good movie to do on the podcast, Logan. Oh, my God. I'm going to do Logan before the end of the year, dude. I promise you that. I, I, I would love to rewatch it. I, I, I think I might watch the black and white version. The noir, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I think I might watch it in black and white, mm. see if it does anything. Well, first, I have to watch LA Confidential. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait, because that's going to be another good episode. Yeah. Well, until then. Later, y'all. Later.